Switched on on F104 and I'm once again joined by the founder of Orb Media, Kira Sheehan. Hello. Hi Louise, happy Valentine's or Galentine's. Yeah, either or, Valentine's. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Yeah, you too. <laughs> I hope you've had a good one. Well, we get there in the end, as I always say. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And this is very interesting. So every week, obviously, we take a look at things that are happening in the metaverse. And there was a bit of a case around Birkin this week. Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know, a Birkin bag is a very expensive, status, um, notable bag that not many people in this world have because mm-hmm. there's a limited amount produced every year. And they retail in price from 8000 to €350,000, depending on whether it's new or pre-loved or vintage or what the finish is or whether you bought it in online or in Sotheby's or in Christie's, um, the auction house. Mm-hmm. So what happened was about 18 months, two years ago, um, this guy called Nathan Rothschild, he's a digital artist, he decided he would release a really attractive range of NFTs as digital art. And the NFTs were based on the Birkin bag. Now, Birkin don't use fur at all, and mm-hmm. he used a lot of fur in the NFTs. So he released, he called them the Meta Birkin, um, and he released them out of the market with a value of 1.1 million on the collection. Um, and with an agreement that for every resale, he would get 7.5%. Wow. So at the time, I remember reading or Maze said that they weren't that bothered, that there was a touch and feel product and they didn't feel the threat. Mm-hmm. However, very quickly, they decided that they would pursue Nathan Rothschild uh, for, for a lawsuit for cyber squatting and brand dilution and trademark infringement. Mm-hmm. Because during the whole um, soap opera, they came out and said that they were nothing to do with the Meta Birkins and they had um, a specialist professor from Harvard, monitor the price fluctuations. Mm-hmm. And he appeared at the court case for the small fee of $350,000 to say that when Birkin said the collection was not connected to them, the price dropped. Mm-hmm. So anyway, in the meantime, the case got his momentum and we all have, in this world that we're in, we all watched to see what would happen. Would it be art? Would it be the... the Nathan Rothschild said he was going to use the First Amendment as his protection because it was the right to freedom of expression. Mm-hmm. And was it art for art's sake? Was it an interpretation of where would the brand fall? So anyway, to cut a long story short, he was in court last Thursday and after like a two three case, he lost. He lost and was found guilty. Uh, well, not that he was found guilty, but he lost against um, Birkin for cyber squatting, brand delusion, trademark infringement. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing is that the jury said they were really confused about the whole concept of NFTs. Mm. And they did understand and have empathy for the artist and creating art. However, Mr. Rothschild's text messages were released during the case. And the text messages clearly showed that his motivation was money. It was never art. Mm. and for that reason he lost the case wow. and the other ironic part is that when he released his collection of Metabirkins somebody else released a collection based on his collection wow, okay. and he was not happy he was like this is counterfeit <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't my work someone's copying my work which was hilarious because he was copying the Birkin bags 
So I've said to my colleague, this is literally like when you go on holidays and the guy on holidays who sells fake bags mm-hmm. is complaining about the guy on the other beach selling the other fake bags. But it's so, so mad, isn't it? That there isn't really any rules, but now there's going to have to be rules. Because I think so. Yeah, I think happening. they've put manners on him, as my mother would say. So, mm. so Hermes wanted to pay back 1.1 million. Wow. The judge ordered 133,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is appealing the case. Okay. So um, he did make quite a bit of money on the 7.5% resale value until all the sales were pulled from the mm-hmm. NFT platform. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like a, it's like a soap opera. I love it though, because it, it, like it's I happening know. in re- time, real time and we can watch it happening. And obviously <laughs> there's a lot coming that's going to come from this because people are going to have to, and they're going to start thinking of things like this. Because obviously the bags he were make, was making weren't real, like they weren't in real life, but yet obviously no. it was affecting real life and that's kind of how we always uh, discuss things here. Yes, and it it kind of sets a precedent then for other people who may be inspired mm-hmm. um, by particular brands for a particular reason may have to think twice about the art. Absolutely. And then we move on to Family Guy. Yeah, so this is literally like a scene out of Family Guy. So Seth Green had some bored apes NFTs and he lost them in a phishing hack mm-hmm. that happened through his Instagram account. Wow. So when he bought them, um, he had four, four like really well-known um, NFTs. They mm-hmm. were like a board ape, uh, a doodle, Yuga Labs, and um, they were they would have been quite well-known and well-valued. Okay, they were stolen, and they had a value of about three hundred thousand dollars. Wow! And he spent two hundred thousand dollars to get them back from the person who stole them. Wow. Somebody called Darkwing eighty four. That is insane. mm, So he put a post on Twitter to his followers saying, please don't buy any of my stolen NFTs. Mm -hmm. So would they be numbered? Pardon? Like how would people know they were his? Are they numbered? So when you buy an NFT, you get like, you get the photograph obviously in the digital image. But every single one of them, so so like his was like board eight number 8398. So each one has a number, but Mm -hmm. separate from the number, it's got like a blockchain serial number. You can think of it like a registration number and the chassis on a car, the chassis number. Mm-hmm. So no matter what registration you change the car to, the chassis number will never change. Mm-hmm. So that's how he was able to say that he could see on the transactional blockchain uh, record that someone called Darkwing had bought, bought inverted commas, stolen mm-hmm. ape. Wow. And he had to pay a significant sum of money to get them back. That is insane. I know it is. It, and you have to buy back Chris. your own items. Yeah, wow. like imagine it's Chris from Family Guy, like which is literally like a scene on Family Guy. <laughs> what is this Web three? It's nuts. <laughs> yeah, it is nuts. But we have even more nuts than that. <laughs> yes, because then we move into Valentine's Day themed uh, Web yeah, three. So, <laughs> yeah, so I always refer to Roblox and as Web2 because it's a gaming platform and mm-hmm. Decentraland is Web3 mm-hmm. because it is interconnected and you can meet people and have NFTs and spend Ethereum in that space like mm-hmm. or your Bitcoin or whatever it is. And I got an email today inviting me to Buxom Plumper. Mm-hmm. Valentine's Day in Decentraland. Ladies night at Buxom Plumper. Now I don't know Are you going? what, <laughs> what Buxom Plumper is but they have their, their invitation says XOXO, best babe, um, best gal, 
uh, top chick. Well, it sounds and like you'd have a ball, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the 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 visual that goes with it is definitely of um books books and babes. That's all I can say. Okay. Um, but it, unfortunately, I think I might be in bed by the time seventeen <laughs> and the UTC time comes around. Damn, I'd say you're kicking yourself. I know. I just don't know like how I'm going to cope. <laughs> but it just like but that's the central land for you. They yeah. try and lure you in with different events. Mm. Um, and actually, if, I would encourage anyone to sign up to Decentraland and check out the events because it's a really good way to see how the communities are built and how ridiculous it is. And I kind of love that now we're moving Valentine's Day into Web3, so you can go dating in Web3. You can go dating in, in Web3. There has been another invitation issued, which I don't know if it's a bit dodgy or not. It's called Valentine's Day on Hen.World. Okay. Love it in the air. Visit Hen.World Health and Info Centre and learn all about your relationships and your different types of love. Okay. Watch some hen videos, discover the, street, the three stages of love and find out how you can keep your relationships healthy. I don't think I want to watch those hen no, videos. No, I don't think that's about how to lay eggs now. <laughs> no, um, no. I, I think, I think, think bird so. has a different uh, association there, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. But you see, that's, what saying, that's the whole thing, isn't it? Like, nothing mm. is too crazy for Web3. Yeah, and that's the thing. Are any of these kind of monitored? Like, is there any way of kind of cutting certain ages off them? No, there isn't really. Mm. No, that's the problem. Mm. There isn't. So you need to be really careful. Um, and just um, just on that, remember we spoke about last week the the concerts on the Super Bowl with Saweetie. Yes, yes. Well, I actually watched it. I asked the guy in Warner Music, what were they doing to protect children? Mm-hmm. And I got no reply. And I actually watched it. Um, I didn't have my child beside me, obviously. Mm-hmm. But they had three tracks. With, they did have it be censored. Okay. But they weren't that censored. And the first thing any child would do is go on Spotify and check them out mm. after the gig. And they showed it 31 times. Wow. 31 times, yeah. And you just really, like, it, you just don't really want someone who is below 18 to be engaged in that type mm. of behavior, profanity, sexualization. There needs know. to be some control over it. There needs to be some way of blocking certain people from it. Yes, but and when I checked on the actual screenshot to enter the game, it was down for all age. Mm. See, this is the thing, and I so, suppose this is, I suppose, brings us back almost to the, the court case as well, whereas rules need to start coming in and different things need to start coming in for Web3. We need to move a little faster with it, I think. But even if you just take it from, you don't make it rules, make it boundaries. That's right, yeah, yeah. You know, like rules are, we all are surrounded in rules in Web2 and, mm-hmm. and they don't work, mm-hmm. but there have to be boundaries. Yeah. So yeah, that's the crazy world of Web3. Broke Web2 this week. I love it. And you will be back with more next week. Oh, no doubt the universe will supply me with even more tomfoolery to entertain you. Excellent. Kira Sheehan, thank you so much for chatting to us again. You're welcome.